Get ready to stand on guard for the... Prohibition is over, Saskatchewan. Ask lucky bastard today how you can make Canada's ultimate Caesar, true north and strong. Featuring lucky bastard's premium dill pickle vodka, LB's famous bacon rimmer, and bacon bitters. It's not a Caesar if it's not lucky bastard. Order online or stop by 814 47th Street East. And tonight, why not mix your Caesar with some lucky bastard? Welcome back, everybody, to the Fantasy Hockey Hacks podcast, an official podcast of the Hockey Podcast Network and the official podcast of Left Wing Lock, your number one source for fantasy hockey intelligence. I'm Devin Davidson, your host with me as always, Bruce Gunther. Hello. And that is it for this evening. Uh, <laughs> that's the lineup. That's what you got again this week. I, I think John, well, I shouldn't say that. John's going to join us here maybe uh, at some point. Um, I think he was heading home from work, Bruce, was, was what was going on, so... Um, hopefully potentially expect to see him soon and I have not heard from Mike today and I have not heard from Tyler. So, uh, I just, I'll just assume they're not okay. going to be here. Episode. Yeah. Episode number one Oh three NHL fantasy preview week 21. Uh, as always brought to you by lucky bastard distillers, which opened in 2012 and was inspired from a lottery win. Lucky bastard distillers is proud to be the first distillery to operate in Saskatoon since prohibition. Home of Canada's Ultimate Caesar. Mix your drink tonight with Lucky Bastard. Use promo code HockeyHacks to get 15% off your next online order. Shipping available across Canada. Um, There's some action, Bruce, just before we jumped on here. Some trade action. I know. I was. I saw the original post, so I added it. And then I just went to check here before we came on, and it changed twice. So I quickly hammer them all the extra details in. I may have some of the spellings wrong, but... Uh, I got it all in, I think. So I, I mean, <clears throat> this looks like a good deal for the Devils. I, I've just, I haven't analyzed the trade or anything. I just really quickly saw the 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 players listed and then the picks. Like, does this kind of seem like a no brainer for New Jersey? I think so. There was a few complaints on, like, just looking through my Twitter feed. There was a few complaints that uh, San Jose should have got more for Meyer, right? But. I like for me, I don't I don't know the prospects and stuff well enough. Like they did get a, a first round pick, a conditional second round pick, which I'm not gonna list because we will try to get this podcast done in under an hour because it's a long <laughs> list on the conditions. Yeah. For for that one. And then a seventh round pick, and then there was one, two, three, four players that San Jose got back, and San Jose retained fifty percent of Meyer's salary for the rest of the season. Yeah, like it seems like a a good deal to me. I I, I think Myers going to help them win this year. They're, I think weren't they oh, yeah. top three or four in the entire NHL in standings right now? Uh, I can tell you in the second year. Like, I guess my point being just if they're that high up, and they're not giving they're not mortgaging the future here. They're giving up some picks. Like, yeah, yeah, they're third right now with eighty three points. I would say you'd have to go for it. Uh, meanwhile, the Edmonton Oilers, on the other hand, Bruce, have decided to sit on their hands. Um, I, like I said the other day, I, I think they've decided instead of going for the playoffs, they're going to go for Connor Bedard. I think that's what they're going to do. Well, they better make up their mind in a hurry here because 
I honestly <laughs> just 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 keep starting Jack Campbell and they'll be perfectly fine. <laughs> oh yeah. So I, I I guess that's a good segue <laughs> here into John's list. So for those of you that have not listened to the show before, uh, John's list is just basically John's shit list of players past <coughs> and present, as well as interesting and current topics from around the hockey world. And this week, something interesting or a shit player would be Jack Campbell. Uh, another disastrous outing against Columbus yesterday, allowing four goals on 14 shots for a 9.25 goals against average and a 714 save percentage. Campbell now owns a 348 goals against average and 884 save percentage on the season. Uh, part of the issue is in the PK Bruce where he's got an 827 PK save percentage, but his 897 even strike save percentage is the second lowest of his career. Thanks. It's bad. It's really bad. Um, at this point, I think we can all but say Stuart Skinner needs to start as many games as possible because Jack Campbell's just not cutting it. I think that's pretty much the way things are leaning. Yeah, it's bad. Um, they've lost twice now to Columbus, like the, the last place team in the entire NHL, and yeah. you're you're in a dogfight for a division right now. So, yeah. Although, to be fair, the Ducks did beat Carolina the other night too pretty handily. So I did see that, yes. I, so, I, it does happen. It does happen. It does happen. But the Oilers, you know, with their play of late, like they've had a couple wins here to make up for the four losses in overtime or the shootout. Like, but we were just yeah. we were just bitching about, or I was bitching about this team last week. So, um, you know, to go down four nothing to Columbus before the halfway point That's, of the game is bad. Yeah, it's kind of like, well, we should maybe. Well, well the game did start. We should probably maybe play now. That's, yeah, and, and so now, in my comments, go back to but, Ken Holland. Like, what are we? What are we doing here? If 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 you, if you got Connor McDavid and he's playing the way he is, you gotta like give him something. For a team that's apparently in win now mode, they sure don't seem to be in win now mode. You've got, you look at what devil the devils have been doing. You look at the teams in the East, right? They're going out. Look at what the Rangers are trying to do for crying out loud! Like it's yeah, like. They're going for it, and here it's like, well, we we got our team. We'll we'll just keep going. So I, oh, I don't know. It would it would seem that if you want to go for it, you would make moves to go for it. But I would say by Holland not going for it, I don't think he's got complete confidence that this team can actually compete for a Stanley Cup, which probably why he hasn't done anything yet. So on that note, Bruce, let's bring in Tyler and John, who both just decided to pop into the. Uh the stream here. Look at that. Boys, how you doing? Look at that. Howdy. Uh, we were just bitching about the Oilers. Um, John, <laughs> Jack Campbell made the list this week after another disastrous <laughs> outing yesterday. Uh, I'm okay with that. That guy is dog shit. Um, I know, I know, apparently he's a great guy, personally. That's that's wonderful, but he cannot play goal very well. So Great guys don't win hockey games. No. Um, yeah, so we were just talking about Ken Holland and his... Uh, his moves or lack thereof uh, for the Edmonton Oilers talking about what the New York Rangers are, are doing and attempting to do by bringing in Patrick Kane. Um, the devils just picked up Timo Meyer. Like, I, I don't know what the Edmonton Oilers are waiting for. Uh, Tyler, I'm going to go to you first just cause you are closer to the situation geographically anyway. And I know you follow the team closely. So I, what, what are they doing here? What are you waiting for? I think he's just waiting for, for, the ask from everybody else to come down a bit. I, I'm, I'm like you guys and everybody else here just waiting very, very impatiently for something to happen. Um, <laughs> I still think that they're going to do something. They are super handcuffed though with, with where their cap is. 
compared to everybody else, even compared to Vegas, which is sad. Um, Vegas just brought in Barbashev. I mean, I know they got stolen yeah. on LTR or whatever, but like. Yeah, but I mean, look at Vegas, though. They Every first round pick they've ever drafted, um, other than one, is gone. And the other two, they traded before they even used that pick. So, I mean, really, like, if they don't win this year, next year, in the next, like, three years, they're going to be awful. <clears throat> like, absolutely horrendous. For a long time. So, yep. yeah. Um, I think I think they're still going to do something. I just don't think that it's going to be what everybody wants it to be. And I think if they had even a tiny bit more cap space, um, they would be able to make that big splash. But I'm I'm worried. Like, seeing that Tanner Janot is scratched and Tampa is lurking around there. I get that, but I just don't see, like they don't have the pieces. It, to me, it doesn't look like they would have the pieces to make that trade work. I think it is a good fit for Edmonton. I think that they have the pieces. If you look back at the Brandon Hagel trade, mm-hmm. I think it would be less than Hagel. Um, Hagel had, I think, two more years plus the year that he got traded at 1.5. So cost-controlled. Um, it was two first round picks and two nobody players. I don't think it's going to be that much. Um, like they only have a pick. Their first round pick is in like 2025 or 2026. So I don't see Tampa being able to do that. I think Edmonton still could. Yeah. I know that they've been scouting them last like four games that they played or something. Um, I still think they're going to do something. Could they not be scouting at home as well? Like just talk about Nashville. I just don't, I don't see it. The, the cap hit being high first year of that new contract. He's older as well. Mm -hmm. And with another, I think he's got three years after this one. Um, Like their cap doesn't get that much better next year. So I, I don't know. I don't know. I I think it would be good if he wasn't at 6.25. I think Chickren makes more sense now than it did two weeks ago. Yep. Um, I'd be a little bit worried because I guess part of why he was held out is he could be somewhat banged up again. So I think people are probably worried about that. I think that price is going to come down again, though. Yeah. Because he still hasn't moved. So I think I think there's time here still. The other thing is that nobody in the West has really done anything. Yeah, Vegas did yeah. make a small move. Smallish move. Smallish, yeah. Um, but nobody in the West has done anything else. And all of those big moves are New York, New Jersey. Somebody's going to be out in the first round and it's, be real upset yep. about what they just wasted everything <laughs> on. So yeah. it's, uh, it's Edmonton's not in that position. Like the the West is, is wide open. So yep. they definitely need to make some moves, but they don't need to take that that huge swing. Not that New Jersey paid anything for Timo Meyer. That's crazy. Like, I think absolutely they stole nothing. him. They stole Meyer. Like yeah. Meyer's that's not why, that great though. Meyer's fantastic. That's why I think there's not that fantastic. That's why I still believe, even though it's ridiculous, there is a chance that San Jose could actually retain 40% of Carlson because Mike Greer is bad at his job. <laughs> like there is a chance that that could happen because they retained whatever it was, 2.6 on... Burns for the next three years for absolutely nothing. Yeah. 
Like they gave him away. And he's doing, they didn't even have to. Like they didn't have to do that. No. They could have moved some other stuff around and had him have a good season. Yep. And then retained for two years and probably got a first rounder and something else. Instead, they like gave him away for future considerations. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For literally nothing. So I still think there's a chance for Eric, Eric Carlson too, just based on the fact that Mike Greer sucks at his job. So is that, so. are we, are we holding out hope for Carlson and maybe a, a Tanner Janot? Is that kind of like, I mean, I'd be fine with that if that, if that was what came to fruition, but um, real, like realistically, do you think he's, is, can we expect anything more than, than a Tanner Janot? I, I think so. I think like somebody like Tanner Janot and I still think they're going to get a defenseman. I still think that's going to happen. The numbers got to come down yeah. or the price for Gavrikov. Not that I want Gavrikov. No. But any help defending in the top four is still help. That seems like peak Edmonton Oilers, though. Like, promise Carlson Kane, and then you actually bring in Gavrikov and Janot. Like, that's... <laughs> I mean, that is. That is. Yeah. It's only slightly better than, like, Smithson at the deadline. Like, yeah. And you have Connor McDavid. And so to go back to your point earlier, Tyler, if we're not, if we don't win in the next three years, we're going to be bad for a long time because Drysaddle and McDavid, and I've never said this, I've always thought like Connor's not the guy to walk away. But if Ken Holland sits here and doesn't do something, if he doesn't get creative and bring in a third party to broker to clear up some cap space or do something, like look what, look what Toronto's done. Look at Boston. They just brought in Orloff and Hathaway. Like these teams are getting creative and actually making some moves. And Edmonton sitting there going, eh, you know what? We're like, if he if he does that, he's going to piss off McDavid and piss off Dreisaitl. And those guys are going to make decisions that are going to affect this team long term. Yeah, I just, I still don't think they'd leave. I still don't think they'd leave because maybe McDavid goes to Toronto. But who's he going to play with? Like, He's not. He's not going to be able to. He's not going to be the missing piece there. No. I. The only thing that in my mind would make sense because of who McDavid is, he would almost want to go to Toronto, and win there because nobody else has been able to. Like that would make sense for him to be like. Yeah. That's just what McDavid does. If he wants something, he just goes and does it. Yeah. But he's not going to have dry settle because no team is going to be able to fit both of them. Nope. So. It would make more sense to have a legacy in Edmonton as a lifetime oiler for both of them, as opposed to going to either a rebuilding team or a team that can fit a 12 or $15 million player. You're not going to be a very good team. He, so he, I just don't. Well, you too, though, he may not wait that long. He may not wait till free agency. Like if Holland sits on his hands for the next two seasons, he may just say like, you trade me now. And, and do whatever you do and just, like, make the cap work and get me out of here and send me somewhere else. Yeah, I don't think he would ever do that because McDavid's just I, doesn't. I just don't think he's that person. I agree. The first you. thing that'll happen is that GM will be fired and somebody else will come <laughs> in. Like, that'll happen long before anything else happens. Sure, sure. So, and I think, like, because <clears throat> of the experience that Holland has, I think he's leaning on that right now to... Just sit there. The other thing is nobody's talking about anything that Edmonton might be doing. So I think I think they are still talking to people, and I think they have that so locked down that nobody's even talking about them anymore. So this still could be good. 
I, I hope you're right. It Tyler. still could be good. Yep. Or it could be real bad. And we'll, I'll be real mad next week. <laughs> I think we'll all be like next Friday. We'll all be very, very upset. We might have to just <clears throat> move this to like the fantasy hockey acts after dark kidding. Cause I'll be swearing the entire time. <laughs> so. Swearing and drinking for the next three hours. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Well, Hey John, since we're, we've spent the first 15 minutes of the show basically on John's list, um, without you, uh, and anything else you want to add to John's list here? No, I think you guys covered it. Um, goaltending has been bad for the Oilers and yeah, Campbell takes the blame. Okay. I, I did add uh, NHL schedule maker because I think the amount of True. 11 o'clock games the Oilers have played this season is, is ridiculous. It's the worst. There's nothing worse. Like, I don't have kids and stuff like that, so maybe it's better when you can get up and watch the game. Maybe it's more hard. I don't really know. But I do know that I like 8 o'clock Saturday night, Hockey Night in Canada, Yep. Oilers games. Yep. Even if Hunter Ryan Singh is calling them. I don't like that part. <laughs> but, like, you wait, like, the whole day. You know that the Oilers are going to play at 8 o'clock. That's right. And you kind of plan everything else around that. Yep. And we've had none of them. No. All these stupid morning games. And the Oilers suck at them. Like, they are terrible. Oh, they hate the morning games. Like, yeah. yeah. And we've had way too many of them. And it's it's the world. It's honestly the league's best player. And you have him on at 11 a.m. on a Saturday or a Sunday. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. So, the NHL schedule maker, you make the list as well. Uh, all right. Let's move on to Fantasy Lock of the Week, which, of course, this has just been all Oilers all the time this episode. So, let's just stick on that theme with Connor McDavid, who um, he's our fantasy lock of the week, and it's not particularly close. He was on another planet yesterday. Uh, four points, two goals, seven shots, five hits in twenty-two fifty time on ice. He's on pace for 154 points and 66 goals this season. Um, I think he's going to be the first player, potentially, to run away with the Triple Crown, basically, since Mario Lemieux in the early 90s. Don't don't fact check me on that, but something like that, right? He's the first player in like thirty years to do it. So, um, he's he's playing out of his mind right now. He had eleven points, six goals, one game winner, four power play points, twenty three shots on goal, uh, just under twenty three minutes time on ice in just three games played in week twenty. <laughs> wow, he's pretty good. He's pretty good. All right, uh, and then with that, Bruce, let's move on to headlines for February twentieth to the twenty sixth. Um, some interesting news this week. All right, let's hope let's hope my voice holds out for this uh, this portion of it. Uh, we'll start the week with some injury news. So after one game back, Kale McCarr is back in con- in concussion protocol. Uh, he was ruled out for this entire week. This past entire week, I uh, have not heard about anything here for the upcoming week. Uh, also, this past week, Evander Kane did not travel with the Oilers on their recent road trip. They sure could have used them. Yep. Uh, Cam Talbot had been active, has been activated from IR by the Senators. He started their game versus Carolina and promptly took a 4-0 loss. Welcome back, Cam. Uh, Nashville announced that forward Ryan Johansson will be out of the lineup for at least 12 weeks after suffering a cut to his leg from a skate blade. So this is similar to what happened to Evander Kane, but on his leg. And they said he was wearing uh, the cut-resistant socks when it happened. So had he not, it would have been considerably worse. So he's very, very happy that he was wearing that when that happened. No kidding. Uh, the Ducks announced that Adam Henrique is week to week with a lower body injury. He suffered it in a game 
on Tuesday versus Tampa. Anthony Duclair returned to the Panthers lineup on Friday. He registered an assist in his return. They could sure use his help. Yeah, no kidding. With Barkov, Bennett's out, getting him back. We'll get to uh, Spencer Knight here in a couple of minutes. What happened to him? It's just, wow, they're a, a train wreck compared to last season. It's tough. They looked unstoppable last season. Tough times in Florida this year. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jets forward Cole Perfetti will be out of the lineup for approximately eight weeks with an upper body injury. Uh, Travis Konechny has been placed on the IR by the Flyers. He has suffered an upper body injury on Monday versus the Flames. Uh, this was announced Saturday. More details came out today, Sunday. Uh, Alex Tuck has been placed on IR by the Buffalo Sabres. He is week to week with a lower body injury. Um, they're hopeful that he'll that he will return to the lineup here before the end of the regular season. Although they uh, did manage to demolish. Who did they play today? Oh, good question, Bruce. I forgot who they played, but uh, Washington. Washington. Yeah. yeah, they played. They dismantled Washington. The the Twitter reports on the game wasn't. It's like Washington has given up. Literally, that was the, that was the. Rep- <laughs> I, I think they're probably going to for the rest of the year too. Yeah, I think so too. But maybe if they're and where do they go? Sorry, Bruce. Where do they go the rest? Like they're sellers of the deadline. Are they going to are they going to just retool next year and and just get Ovi's record and then? I I think it's just a retool. You clear up a little bit of cap space, and you can do a lot of stuff in the summer. And you like if if Carlson doesn't get traded. At the deadline, look at other teams that are going to open up some stuff, knowing that Greer will we'll move up. give away stuff. Yeah. <laughs> like, look at look at teams that are good teams that can end up just retooling. Yeah, Nashville might be one of them too. Yep, good point. Yeah, and we got some interesting news on them coming up later on too. Mm-hmm. Uh, John Klingberg returned to the Ducks lineup on Saturday after missing two games with a lower body injury. Uh, I guess we could probably all skip over that one. We'll add that one moment here. Uh, Montreal Canadiens defenseman Arbor. How do you pronounce his last name again, Devin? Jacki. Jacki. Will have surgery on his right shoulder next week. He will be out for the rest of the season. Uh, one last note on the Canadians too. I didn't add in here. Uh, Kirby Doc is out indefinitely as well. He suffered an injury two two days ago, three days ago, and he is considered out indefinitely. That's too bad. He was finally coming around. Definitely. It well, they lose Caulfield now, Doc. So it's they're having a rough go of it too. There. All right, we'll move on to as I uh, labeled this next hitting, the uh, Hacks Trade Center. We'll go through some of the trades here from the uh, from this week. As I uh, sarcastically mentioned earlier, the earlier in the week, Shea Weber has been traded yet again. <laughs> This time he's Arizona Coyotes. Uh, the Golden Knights shipped Shea Weber's contract and a fifth round pick to the Coyotes for defenseman Dyson Mayo, which is basically just they are trying to get rid of yep. Shea Weber's salary cap, so or cap hit basically. Uh, speaking of trading away cap hits, the Ottawa Senators have traded defenseman Nikita Zaitsev to the Chicago Blackhawks along with a 2023 second round pick. And a 2026 fourth round pick. 
And Ottawa got cap space out of that and possibly a sack of bucks. Uh, Washington Capitals traded Garnet Hathaway and Dmitry Orloff to the Boston Bruins for Craig Smith. 2023 first round pick, 2024 third round pick, and a 2025 second round pick. Like, how good is Boston going to be after this? I love this trade for Boston. Love it. Like, that just, yeah. The team itself and that kind of work to, to end up with that without giving up that much. Like, yeah, it's a first, exactly. it's a second and 25. Like, that guy, whoever's picked with that pick, isn't going to play till 28, Whenever. maybe. Patrice, yeah. Patrice Bergeron chance. will be well retired by then. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's uh, it's the kind of stuff you wish Edmonton would do. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, speaking of the Bruins, they uh, treated traded goalie Keith Kincaid to the Colorado Avalanche for Shane Bowers. I think uh, with Frank Hughes on the shelf, they wanted to shore up their goaltending depth, depth and not have to give up the farm to get one. So, Also a great trade for Boston. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, let's see here. The New York Rangers have traded Vitaly Kravtsov. Krav- so, there we go. Thank you. Uh, traded to the Vancouver Canucks. The Rangers got forward William Lockwood and a 2026 seventh round pick. Uh, just on this topic of the, the the Bruins and the Rangers, is it really, like, who are you guys picking right now to come out of the East? Like, is it just the Bruins to win, or or is it just going to be a bloodbath? I think it's oh just going to be a bloodbath. Like, I think so, too. I, I think, think could... Toronto, out of all of those teams, did the best work to get O'Reilly because it's what they needed, and he can do so much for them. Yeah. Uh, Boston's still a better team than them. But it all changes in a in a seven game series. So, um, as of right now, I don't think you have to worry too much about Tampa. So, and even New Jersey, like New Jersey's good, but they're not playoff proven. So, yeah. it's pretty hard not to just just go with with Boston. The thing is, like, quite a, in a seven game series, it can come down to goaltending sometimes, right? And but you look at all these teams, like the Rangers have Shesterkin. Boston has Allmark, who's played out of his mind this year. Um, even scored a goal. Even scored a goal. And he scored a goal. Uh, the Canes have got Anderson and, and Ranta if, if he goes down and, and Kachetkov if he goes down. Like they've got options in goal. Uh, none of these, like Tampa, you just mentioned Tampa, like a Vasilevsky. Like it's just, they've all got great goaltending out there. It's going to be really interesting to see what happens. It's going to be a bloodbath, and it's going to be a lot of fun to watch. Yep. The West will just be sloppy. Just <laughs> The West is going to be a disaster. Yeah. It's going to be Vegas and Seattle in the oh God. Western Conference <laughs> Final. God, I hope not. Yikes. Hey, yeah. and, Seattle will ra- and Seattle will railroad Vegas <laughs> into the ground. <laughs> It'll be something boring like Seattle. and Not even Seattle. It'll be like Dallas and, God, I don't know. Be nice to see Dallas in there. I'm just not a fan. <laughs> Calgary will raise from the ashes. Oh no, Bruce! <laughs> they won't. They won't. No, they're, they're buried deep in the ashes. <laughs> Markstrom is still seeing go Edmonton Oilers ghosts every time he reaches in the net. So yeah, it's yeah. It, it hasn't been pretty. 
Did it? Oh, let's just go totally off the rails. Did anybody watch the Vegas Calgary game on Saturday? Uh, Colorado. Yeah, I did. We all sat there and watched it. I was at my parents' place. It was great. <laughs> I loved every oh my. part of it. Uh, yeah. So that one, and then sorry, I meant uh, that was earlier. It was uh, what night was it? When uh, Flames played Vegas, they were up. What was it? Three, three, one, or something, and just got absolutely. Didn't they lose four three or something? They lost in overtime. Yeah, they lost yeah, in overtime. The, yeah. Problem, the, night, yeah. Yeah. the problem was is just they, like they are the poster child for the Batman point, which is the only <laughs> yeah. reason why they're even close yep. to any wild yeah. card spot right now. They're yeah. far and away uh, team leading in overtime losses. Yep. Yeah. Like, which I don't know what that says. Like, you can play a game close, but you're just not winning them. So. We talked about that a couple weeks know. ago, Tyler. I I hate the extra point or the Batman point, whatever you want to call it. Like it's just, it needs to be abolished because there's so many teams like Calgary that would just they wouldn't be close and they shouldn't be, right? But from the league side of it, they're close. So yeah. and that's what they want. Yeah, but we're not that's like the fans aren't stupid though, right? Like the fans watch it and they go like, "There's no way, there's no way." Even like remember Dallas a couple years ago in the yeah 2020 or whatever it was. Like they shouldn't have even year. really been close, but I think they had a bunch of extra points and. Well, and Edmonton ended up having to play in that. Yes. Like, play in. So series. Edmonton got screwed because of the, and, and of course they don't care because Dallas is, and Texas is a big TV market and whatever. Yeah. So they're all happy, but it from a fans. I don't know if they're. I don't know if their TV markets are doing so good either right now, but. Well, ba- yeah, Bally Sports, like right? They're <laughs> they're on their way out here too. Podcast, but yeah. Uh, there was another. There's another regional one going off offline too. Uh, I forget which one, but yeah, there's another, there's another one there. They're not in bankruptcy, but they're just shutting it down. They're not doing regional sports anymore. I don't know why they have to like, it it works without that and you don't have blackouts. So why have those, those regional broadcasts like that anyways? Yeah. It obviously doesn't make money. So like it, it would be good for, for, uh, broadcasters like TSN and other ones to to pick up games or ESPN who already did a huge deal. Mm-hmm. Just pick up those games and not have these little the little ones out there. So yep. it's funny that Vegas Vegas is one of those that are going into bankruptcy. Yeah, because they're under Bally Sports, aren't they? Bally Sports or Diamond Sports or I don't know if they're the well, same or yeah, Bally Sports is a subsidiary of the. It's the parent company that's right. Yeah, yeah. I knew it was Bally Sports. The guy I, I work with um, is actually our, our FM programmer, um, and he was just talking too about how that's going to affect the cap moving forward too, right? Because yeah, hockey related revenue, right? If it doesn't continue to grow, we're not going to see an increase in the cap, and which is not what Edmonton needs. Edmonton needs the cap to go up in a hurry. Yeah, <laughs> they do have some money coming off next year though with retained money and buyouts coming off of it. But yeah. Um, okay. Well, we're half an hour in here, Bruce. So let's, uh, let's maybe skedaddle through this news. Hey, I'll just mute myself. No, 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 no. (laughs) (laughs) Shut up, Tyler. (laughs) Oh, I kind of took that one on a tangent. So that's all good. I'll follow you on all of your tangents. I promise. Excellent. (laughs) Uh, Nashville Predators have traded forward Nino Niederreiter to the Winnipeg Jets for a 2024 second round pick. 
on 56 games with the Preds so far this year. Uh, Nita Ryder had 28 points, 18 goals, and 10 assists. It's a nice depth move as they uh, move Nikolai Ehlers farther down the lineup. Did they actually? I don't know. They didn't. You know, he actually played like 18 or 19 minutes the other night and had a goal. So uh, it's fine, Bruce. He's fine. It's fine. He's fine. Yeah. It's all fine. Ehlers is fine. Dumpster fire in the background. It's all no, fine. No, no, no. Calm down. Calm down. <laughs> Devin, did you try to trade him to me? Like six what times. You didn't there? even respond to me. Actually, no. I okay. So now we'll go on another. YouTube? We'll go on another tangent here for a second. Um, sorry, let's sorry. go. I, I sorry. no. I, I sent you uh, Ehlers and Krug maybe for that uh, was Grubauer or oh yeah it was Grubauer because you didn't have any goaltending. You had like one goaltending. Yeah, I tried to accept it and it just wasn't there. You know what happened? I got an email yeah, about because it because <laughs> it was past the deadline. I did. I make a deadline. You made a trade deadline for. Well, I'm going to change that right now. Twi- sorry about okay, that. Okay, well I'll send it right over. Um, <laughs> I was like, did I do that? You set the deadline. It was for 11 a.m. on the 24th. And you know what it was? I, I checked it. I was like, okay, well, did Tyler accept this thing yet or not? I go back and look. I couldn't even send a trade to you. Like, it was blacked out. And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> and so I go and look in the league settings, and it's like, oh, yeah, the deadline was 11 a.m. on the 24th. Like, I was going to give you Ehlers and Grubauer. And it was actually, like, it made sense. You have one goaltender right now, I think. You no, I got, I got more than that. But, honestly but, could be the worst league GM ever. Like, <laughs> well, I don't know about you that. Make Bet- <laughs> you make Batman look good. Uh, I, I don't know. Oh, like, I definitely dropped the ball on this one, but I'm going to look it up here. <laughs> That's an oopsies. Uh, yeah. Okay, sorry, Bruce. Ooh, continue. Uh, <laughs> the uh, St. Louis Blues traded forward Ivan Barbashev to the Vegas Golden Knights for forward Zach Dean. Uh, Montreal Canadiens traded forward Evgeny Danzanov to the Dallas Stars for forward Denis Gurionov. Uh, the Colorado Avalanche have reacquired defenseman Jack Johnson from the Chicago Blackhawks for defenseman Andreas England. England? Close enough. Close enough. Uh, and the fun one. The San Jose Sharks have traded Timo Meyer, Scott Harrington, Timor... I brag him off. That could be a good last name for John. Centuri Hadika and Zachary Imond and a 2024 fifth round pick to the New Jersey Devils. I just, I just, I just want to say when this happened, the first thing I thought of is this is going to be hilarious when Bruce has to read this (laughs) off. (laughs) How many names? Yeah, we haven't even got to the good names yet. <laughs> gonna butcher this so badly, so badly. So San Jose gets a 2023 first round pick, 2024 conditional second round pick. I'm not reading the conditions out because they're like three pages long. 2024 seventh round pick, Fabian Zetterland, Andreas Johansson, Nikita. Oh boy, Otiak, and Shakir. Makhem sure. I don't know. I can't pronounce it. My apologies. Makamadulin. Makamadulin. Shakir Makamadulin. We're going to go with there that. There you go. Yeah. All right. And the Sharks retain 50% of Meyer's salary. Somebody on Twitter was joking that the trade took so long because somebody had to spell check all these names before they could announce it. <laughs> no kidding. No kidding. Uh, well, and apparently in the original deal, one of the players was injured, so they had to go back and redo this. That's why there's so many iterations of yes. it on Twitter. Yep. So, because they uh, they couldn't include the uh, the traded player or the injured player, sorry. Uh, some good news for the Oilers. 
uh, on Tuesday with a goal versus the Flyers, Connor McDavid recorded his 800th career point. On the same scoring play, Leon Drysaddle recorded an assist and his seventh, 700th career point. And Bruce. So they cut it. And, and and Ryan Nugent Hopkins set a new career high at 70 points on that goal as well. So they're going to have to cut the puck in three for those guys? They, or they may have to. It's going to be a battle royal who last man standing gets the puck? He had 69 points right before that. He did. Nice. <laughs> nice. Nice. <Yeah>. Nice. <laughs> All right. Uh, Spencer Knight. So beginning of the week, Spencer Knight was assigned to the AHL by the Panthers, which had a few people questioning what was going on. We found out a couple of days later, uh, he has entered the NHL NHLPA player assistance program and is now out indefinitely. That's tough. <clears throat> yeah, that's, that's tough. I, I saw a video of someone who was, it was circling around. It was basically Spencer Knight uh, putting during warm up. I don't know if you guys saw that or not. Yeah, he was literally oh. like he had. There's a a pile of pucks, and he's just putting from like the lower circle to the the end the end boards. Like he's just he's just putting. And someone's like, "I've never seen a goaltender do this before." <laughs> it it's unfortunate because it sounds more like mental illness. I think so. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I don't even make yeah. a joke of it, yeah. but I, like I think it was just yeah, yeah. It's, it's, yeah. he's having some troubles, right? Like someone said, that's not right. I've never seen a goaltender do that during warm up. I think it's hard to like going up and down as he has. Yeah. And then I think he probably was put in there a little bit. Well, quite, oh, yeah, a, bit, he's, quite a bit before he should have been. He's 21, isn't he? Yeah. Like he's very young. So that's, yeah. And, and he, yeah. He's he spent a, no time in the minors. He was no. yeah. right there and then back and forth, back and forth. So, and he's the better goaltender, honestly, at this point, like Bobrovsky has been so bad the last two seasons. I, I honestly well, feel streaky, for him. right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So hopefully, he, uh, he comes out of that better and stronger and comes back to the Panthers because at some point they are going to need him badly. Uh, Pittsburgh Penguins placed forward Kasperi Kapanen on waivers. Uh, he was subsequently picked up by the St. Louis Blues. Kapanen had 20 points, 7 goals, and 13 assists in 43 games with the Penguins so far this season. It's an interesting pickup. Mm-hmm. Definitely good news for, for Pittsburgh to get out of that because I'm sure they tried to trade him. He's been, they've, every team he's played with has attempted to trade him. Yeah. <laughs> and they got out of that cap hit for the following year. So I don't, I don't know what yeah. St. Louis was thinking picking that up, but. Well, Kapanen does have some talent, but... He does, to, but, I mean, every team he's been on, he's you always want more from him. Yeah. yeah. Well, and he'll get a chance to play in St. Louis, right? So they traded out O'Reilly, Tarasenko, Barbashev now. Their spots, if he, if he can pull it together in St. Louis, the opportunity is there for him. Yeah, I think he had that opportunity in Toronto and then in Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, in yeah. Pittsburgh before Toronto. <laughs> So, <laughs> yeah. I think so, he's had that. He just hasn't grabbed it. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. One more chance. Literally, one more chance. That's probably it after that. Yep. Uh, some breaking news this afternoon. Uh, David Poyle, GM of the Nashville Predators, announced that he will be retiring at the end of June. Uh, the Predators have hired Barry Trotz to come in as their new GM. So, he'll be hanging out with the. Uh, 
David Poyle here till the end of June, and then we'll take over July 1st. I didn't realize it. Poyle's been the only GM Nashville's had. I didn't know that, yeah. Yeah, it's definitely definitely time for a different different voice. Makes sense, too, why he said no to Winnipeg's. Well, I mean, there's probably more than a couple of reasons to say so. <laughs> <laughs> Coaching opening, but... Yeah. yeah. And they celebrated by healthy scratching Tanner Genoa because he's a trade-related... Tra- trade-related trade reasons, scratch. yep. Which... Has it... Yeah. I don't know. Has this ever happened before? Has there been another deadline where got like people are scratched and it's no. roster management or trade related reasons? Nothing like this. Like weeks no. before. Yeah, this is silly. I, this this is all the... feels new. Like this is a whole new. Well, you have chicken on your roster, right? How, yeah. how long has that guy been sitting on your, on your IR now for like trade related reasons? Yeah. Uh, Gavrikov's the same thing, right? He's missed a ton of games now. Yeah, it's silly. Like it's honestly just gotten to, out of hand, to be honest. But it sounds it sounded like they had like Columbus thought they had a verbal agreement in place. Yeah, and then Boston didn't feel like that and went a different direction. <laughs> and Columbus was a little bit upset about that. Well, but I mean, if you don't have the deal, you don't have the deal. No, but, I honestly, um, Orloff is a much better grab for Boston, in my opinion. And Hathaway. Yeah. Hathaway, and Hathaway is, I think, going to be the underrated part of that trade. Absolutely, he, he's so, a playoff type player. Like he's gonna he's gonna do well for them. I think the problem is like them thinking that they could get what somebody paid for David Savard, which they never should have. Yeah. Or <laughs> Sherratt, which they never should have. And I think GMs aren't that smart, but I think they're smart enough to look back and see what they gave up yeah. for nothing. And not do it again. Yep. And Gavrikov is that guy. So. Absolutely. All right. One, one, one last bit of news here tonight. Uh, Mark Giordano is now the NHL leader in block shots with 2,045. He passed his former teammate Chris Russell's mark of 2,044 tonight being Sunday versus the Kraken. Boo. Chris Russell is trash. Yeah, but he was an oiler at least. Yeah, so well, Giordano's but trash too. So, in 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 Toronto's win over Seattle, I uh, I beat Tyler this week. <laughs> it hasn't happened yet, has it? Yeah, all the games are done now. Ah shit! Ah shit! You know what? I really should have set my lineup on. I think Tuesday. I completely forgot, and I had pretty much my entire team on the bench. And then I woke up and realized, oh, I'm playing Bruce. I should probably set my lineup. Look at this. And then oh. last night I was up by like. 30 or something like that just yeah like, just about that yeah like, was, oh, thank god i paid attention finally i was and up then, by 50 and then you were up by 30 and then it was yeah, all toronto, even even up going into the last two games tonight it was yeah, toronto helped you out a lot tonight oh absolutely that in uh nick schmaltz yeah which is <laughs> i don't even want to talk about losing <laughs> but. nick schmaltz has been basically a point per game player his last hundred or so games played yeah, he, he yeah, really doesn't want to be there. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> doesn't want to be there. Get oh, you're good. We should probably get a radio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, last thing I want to mention, just trade related. Um, obviously, we we kind of know unofficially Patrick Kane's going to the Rangers, right? It sounds like by all reports. Yeah. Um. So yesterday I was kind of like, well, shit. I mean, that's that's going to be entertaining to watch to see him and Panera get back together again. Uh, hopefully they put him with Zabanajad. 
instead of Trocheck. I like Trocheck, but I mean, if that that's a deadly line if you can get those three together. Um, so I put out a poll. What would you rather see? 10, 93, 88 in New York or Kane playing with Dreisaitl and McDavid? Uh, and it's actually pretty close. On, on 80 votes, it was split 44-56 in favor of the Oilers. Oh, wow. I'd, I'd, I would have voted for the Rangers because being American, playing in New York City, and playing with Panarin again, like we all seen what he did with Panarin before. Yeah. Well, he's from New York too, just, right? Like he, yeah. It just it just makes sense. Yeah. Like, yeah. He is the last thing Edmonton even needs. Too. Um, it would be fun to watch. Obviously. He would have been so good. Like, uh, look at what he did the last but, three, four games here for Chicago. I know because he was mad because he wanted to get the hell but out of there. Even if he, <laughs> even if you look at like, <laughs> where do you even put him on the power play in Edmonton? Like you you don't. You'd have to move Nuge. You would no, and you like, wouldn't move Nuge. But like, so then what do you do? He's a, well, they're already the top rated power play, right? You, like, you, but they're gonna—he would make them better five on five, would he not? Absolutely, absolutely. But you're gonna have Kane, who doesn't back check at all, playing with Drysaddle, who uh, doesn't back check <laughs> at all, doesn't back check at all. Okay, but like, what do you hold on? You could do Hyman, McDavid, Kane, and Hyman back checks like a demon, so that would be just fine. But one out of three, Kane, Kane wouldn't be able to pick like keep up with McDavid. Like McDavid can do his own thing. You don't need really anybody else. That's why Hyman is so good there. That is, yeah. Take the puck out of the corner. Yep. Give it back to him. I just don't think it would have been a great fit. It is also weird too, like that they already traded for Tarasenko. And then I think they completely thought that Kane hasn't made up his mind. We have to do something. So we're going to do this. Yeah. And then. Kane was mad. And they're like, <laughs> okay, was, well. He was upset. We have a chance if we do end up getting him and we make the cap work here. Like, he could probably re-sign here. And it would be relatively cheap. So we should probably try and get him. Because they don't even need him. No. But I'm, like, that I'm, would, I'm, what would he sign for? Like, I'm really curious what Kane would sign for in New York. Like the Probably maybe the Pavelski contract. Which is what right now? It's five? Well, I think it was seven at one point. Okay. Or it might have been three times five. I think, yeah, I thought it was three times five on his extension. Or so, like it five and a half been. maybe, but good value, Something right? like that. Yeah. Yeah, and have him there for the next couple of years. Yep. If they don't get him at the deadline, when he's obviously already angry that they made a different move, yep. he's probably not going to sign there in the summer. No. And I think they're like, okay, well, let's figure this out. And now they're doing all the cap gymnastics just to fit him in. Without... Like actually, just looking at your team and saying, "What do we need?" Like, do they need Kane? No. But they don't have any glaring weaknesses. You look at that roster; like their top nine with Kane is almost unfair. It's ridiculous. Exactly. But think more about like their goaltending. The goaltending. Well, if we're the best. If they go in the out, <laughs> if they go out and get a, like five six defenseman, or even another top four instead of Kane, how much harder are they to beat? If you can't yes. score. They, they could have added, like, and there's still, no, I guess they don't really have the cap room to do it, but, like, if they could add another depth defenseman, I agree, because, yeah. The, but their D's already solid. Like, they've got, between Keandre Miller and Truba and, and Adam Fox, obviously, like, they, they've got a really good decor, and then Shesterkin's just unreal. So, I don't know. New York's going to be a lot of fun to watch, too, in the playoffs. Yeah. 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 It'll be fun to watch them, especially with Kane. Yeah. 
definitely. Anybody want to take a wild guess at where Tanner Genoa ended up? Oh, is it done? It's done. Where'd he go? Tampa Bay. <laughs> uh, Tyler, as For Tyler what? shakes his head. That's what Elliot Friedman is reporting as of two minutes ago. He's going to Tampa. Yeah, there's nothing out there for what it is. What a joke. Like, they don't even have every every other team other than Tampa has the pieces to actually get them. Tampa has no top prospects. They have no first-round pick until 2025. They don't even have a second-round pick. They have almost no third-round picks. So... That's unbelievable. I, ca- I cannot believe. And and he's $800,000 cap it with a quali- qualifying offer of eight ninety four. So still technically controlled in that because all you have to do is qualify him. You don't even have to agree to a extension. Actually, uh, well, depending on how the trade goes out. Yeah, yeah. They, so they, first, they traded away their first round picks in 23-24. They still have their 25 first round. They've got second round in 24 and 25. They have all their third round picks. They've got all their fourth round, fifth round, sixth round, and they have an extra seventh round. They're actually not too bad. So they could, but depending on how they does Nashville want, does any other team want a 2025 first? Like you don't even know what that's going to look like. Why do you want that pick? You want this year's first. Well, being, yeah, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Like, because you're not going to, like, to me, if you're going to give up a 2025 first, you sh- you better be giving up a, a or B level prospect that you know or feel like you know is actually going to make an impact at some point. Yeah. And if you're not giving that up, then it, it better be a 2023 or 2024 first round pick. I, I'm a little bitter that uh, Edmonton. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be real upset if they stole him and Edmonton did nothing. Because you know what's gonna happen is Holland's gonna have a press conference and he's gonna do the toilet seat thing, up and down. We've been up and down like a toilet seat, and dollars in, dollars out. Dollars in, dollars That's out. That's all it's gonna be. It's exactly what it's gonna be. And my ears are gonna be bleeding. Oh, I Tyler like. Does he have any like if if he does nothing here at the deadline again, is it time to just move on from Ken Holland? I think so because like he's at the point where he could retire after everything's already done. Yeah. And if you look at Edmonton, they have four at least B level prospects that should play. Just that forward. They're a little bit light on D right now because their D is graduated and is actually playing. Yeah, They have first-round picks for the next three years. Um, they have second-round picks for, I think, the next two years. If they didn't give one up for McClellan or Shirelli or, or something in there. Yep. So they have all of the pieces, but no cap. And look at what Pittsburgh did. They put Captain on waivers and cleared out 3.25. Puriarvi, you could... Like, he's playing in the fourth line. He's playing eight minutes a night. You're not going to get anything for him. No mm-hmm. no team is going to take him or give you anything for him right now. Wave him. Like, you know he's you not resigning. You know he's not resigning. Not at, not at 3 million, he's not. There was talk that they were going to resign him because teams don't want it. I think that was a bunch of baloney. Yeah. I think there's a bunch of baloney just to be like, okay, well, 
he's not going to be a free agent, so maybe we'll trade for him. Yeah, yeah. They're not going to re-sign him. No, they're not re-signing Pulak. Nobody wants him here. No. Nobody that's an Edmonton fan, actually, like at this point, you're just tired of even talking about him. Yep. Agreed. So. Okay. Um... We are way past our, our time allotment here, boys. I'm love I'm loving this. This is a great conversation. But uh, now I got I got to do Tyler's favorite part of the show. Um, as a member of the Hockey Podcast Network, the Fantasy Hockey Acts Podcast is a proud partner of DraftKings. NBA fans, it's time to bring the hoops action to the palm of your hand with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. This week, new customers can bet $5 and win $200 in free bets instantly. Plus, for limited time, all new and existing customers can get a no-sweat same-game parlay every day. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app today, opt in, and place a same-game parlay on any NBA game, and if it doesn't hit, you'll get a free bet back. Download the app now and sign up with promo code THPN. New customers can bet $5 on the NBA and get $200 in free bets instantly. Only DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA with promo code THPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. Void in Ohio. See show notes for details. Uh, oh, I just see we lost John here too. All right. Well, before we uh, move <laughs> on to the next segment of the show here, uh, Bruce, sometimes the smallest changes to your routine can make the biggest impact. In that same way, you don't have to break the bank to make a big deal purchase. Even the smallest things can be a part of a big change if it's something you use every day, like a pair of Raycon's wireless earbuds. Raycon is premium audio at the perfect price point so you can build great habits without breaking the bank. Whether you're looking for a pair of everyday earbuds, low-latency gaming headphones, or a speaker with a battery that will last all night at your next party, Raycon has you covered. And yes, Raycons start at half the price of other premium audio brands. So you don't have to choose between products. You can get one of each or a pair in a spare and still pay less than you would with some of the other guys. Even if you know even if you know you'll love your Raycons as much as we do, Raycon wants to make sure you feel great about your purchase. They offer buy now, pay later options. Every purchase has an easy and free return guarantee. Some of our favorite features of these earbuds are three customizable sound profiles, earbud tap functions, noise isolation, and water and sweat resistance. Ready to buy something small with a big impact? Go to buyraycon.com THPN today to get 15% off your Raycon order. That's buyraycon.com THPN to score 15% off. One last time, buyraycon.com THPN. And with that, Bruce, we're going to move on to the segment where we put in the work to give you the edge in your fantasy hockey leagues. And before I move on to that, Tyler, what's up, buddy? So, Cal Foot, 2025 first rounder, 2025, top 10 protected, 2024 second, 2023 third, fourth and fifth round picks. So that's more than I think most teams wow, would have paid. That's for that. steep. That is steep. Like yeah. I like Tanner's no, but that's it's a lot. Ken Holland <laughs> never is, would have paid that. <laughs> it is almost all of their pieces that Tampa had. This is a last gas so, for Tampa, though, right? Like I mean, yeah. I think we all know what's happening with Tampa. They're they're going all in. Even though, like realistically, do they to, have a shot to win this year? No. But to be honest, from Edmonton, based on what his cap number is and what his qualifying offer is, he probably would be worth that to Edmonton. I don't think he's worth that to Tampa based on everything else that they've depleted. Right. Um, but it's just frustrating that it just ends up being Tampa. <laughs> Tampa. Like for Edmonton, <laughs> if, they, if they end up past the trade deadline with their first round pick this year, like that's a disaster. That's unacceptable. 
But that's it what was I was a complete disaster. That's what I'm talking about, Tyler. If you're Connor McDavid, you're sitting here going, I'm fucking killing everybody. Like I'm doing everything I can for this team. Do something for me. Like as a personally, I would be pissed, right? All the players know that a first round pick is nothing. Is nothing to them if they're close. Yeah. And they want to add. Like those guys aren't gonna be no. they're not gonna do anything. Like Yamamoto, what was it? What are we in? You're like five since his draft. And what has he done? Nothing. Nothing. Like it's trash. Puyarvi, we're in year six. Nothing. Since his draft. Nothing. Uh Borgo, I think we're in year I think it's two. He's I think he's two draft plus now. two now, right? So And he has like three goals this year. So in the minors. And that was a and stupid pick. That pissed me off too because they should have taken a fucking goaltender at the time. And they like anyway. They well they moved back and yes, did that was an embarrassment yeah. too. Yeah. So I mean, it is a it is a ton. And Cal Foot, he's moved around I think twice now as a prospect. Unless it was his brother, I'm not sure because there's no. But two of them. part of the problem, like, there's Nolan Foot. He can't get up. He can't get into that decor in Tampa. Like where is he going to play? No, he's big and he's slow. So he's. His dad, but ten years later. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and a twenty twenty five first rounder. Like it's too late to the party. That's three years from now. Why would you like even for, even for Nashville? Why do you do that trade with them? I I don't know. Like you get nothing this year. There's no like quick turnaround retool. Yeah, he was a cheap player that you could have signed and kept. So I, unless he was asking for and like absolutely insane amount on his next contract because he is an RFA, but he he's kind of a unicorn though, Tyler, like the guy hits five times a game. I'm exaggerating, but he hit, yeah. he hits a ton. He fights, he scored 20 goals last year, right? Like he, he's a, had, I think 24 goals and 130 pims. Like he's, he's a player you don't find often. So you pay a premium for those guys. But I, I think Tyler, maybe Nashville's not a quick retool. Like Barry Trotz probably wants to come in there and, and put his, mark on stuff i mean i know they're not happy with guys like johansson and or johansson and and duchene like they've paid too much for those guys yeah like but you're not getting rid of them nobody's taking them no no no. well unless you eat half the salary or something right but and what they both signed eight-year contracts so i mean (laughs) it's not happening no i know but i'm just i think trots probably would prefer to tear it down I, i don't think he's gonna if he can i don't know um, yeah, but yeah. Th- those are still the players like Tanner Janot being whatever he is, 22 or 23, yeah. 24, somewhere in there. Those aren't players that you ship out. Away. This, is, this is like the Chicago thing, but yeah, <laughs> right? Yeah, Kirby Dog. Like, what are you guys doing for no reason? Alex to bring it, right? Like, what is happening? Yeah, okay, for nothing. Uh, where was I? Oh, Edgework. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, I'm done now. I'm gonna actually. No, no, this, this for real. No, no, this is all good. <laughs> Shut up, Tyler. <laughs> Sorry. The NHL Sorry. schedule rolls on in typical fashion during Week 21, with Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday being the busiest nights again this week. There are a total of 53 games on the schedule and four light days: uh, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and Sunday being slower days. In terms of optimizing the schedule, look at the Detroit Red Wings, who are the only team to play the rare five-game schedule. Two of those games fall on light days as well. Excuse me. Also, the Vegas Golden Knights are the only team next week to play all four of their games on light days. So give that roster a look. Uh, six other teams happen to play three games on light days. Anaheim, Arizona, Carolina, Colorado, Edmonton, and New Jersey. On the flip side, there are three teams next week that play just twice and should be avoided if possible. The New York Islanders, the Philadelphia Flyers, and the Washington Capitals. 
according to left-wing lock strength of schedule metric, the Nashville Predators have the most favorable schedule, taking on Pittsburgh, Florida, and Chicago. The Colorado Avalanche have the toughest schedule with a plus-14 strength of schedule rating, and they take on Vegas, New Jersey, Dallas, and Seattle. Uh, Monday, five games, Tuesday, 10, Wednesday, six, Thursday, 10, Friday, five, Saturday, 12, and Sunday, five. And in the interest of time, guys, I'm not going to go through all the details and all the waiver wire targets this week, but I am going to mention, um, some players that you should take a look at. So, and, and anyone feel free to chime in here and, and, uh, if you have any thoughts, but Dominic Kubelik, left wing, right wing eligible, 25% roster. Uh, he's been the beneficiary of Raymond's or Lucas Raymond's injury troubles, uh, recently. He's playing on that top line with Dylan Larkin and Tyler Bertuzzi. Uh, he was a popular wave wire pick early in the year. 25 points and 10 goals in his first 25 games before kind of falling off a bit. Uh, so give him a look. And then also Bertuzzi, last I checked, 24% roster, dual eligible, uh, left wing, right wing eligible. Andrew Kopp at 12%, David Perron at 45 and Jacob Verana at 18%. Um, so, yeah, there's some red wings. There's some options there. Uh, the Vegas Golden Knights take a look at Riley Smith and William Carlson. Uh, Riley Smith, left wing, right wing eligible, 44% rostered. Uh, he's playing on the line with Carlson and Amadio and on power play one. He's set to, uh, he's on pace to set a new career high in goals at 28. Um, what's he got here? Eight points and one goal in his last 10. He's been productive. Uh, Anthony Bovillier. So Bruce, you'd asked about Bovillier and, and whether or not he was going to be fantasy relevant in Vancouver. Yeah, it kind of appears that maybe he will be. He's playing with Elias Pettersson, who yeah. you love. I do, and Kuzmenko, and he's playing on power play one. He's got uh, in his first nine games, he's posted eight points and four goals. Can't go wrong with that. Nope. Uh, Victor Arvidsson, twenty six percent rostered for the Los Angeles Kings, left wing, right wing eligible. Lots of dual eligibility this week. Uh, he's playing with Deneau and Fiala on the second line and on power play two. Uh, six points, four goals in his last six games. I think he's had two goals called back here in the last two games. Uh, so he's been playing quite well recently. Uh, Seth Jarvis, left wing, right wing eligible for Carolina, 33% rostered. He scored his first career hat trick, I believe, on February 16th, so just not that long ago. Uh, seven points in his last four games played. Dawson Mercer. For the Jersey Devils, uh, he's been crushing it lately. So 18th overall pick from 2020, uh, 9.7 goals over his five-game goal-scoring streak. Shot volumes and grade, he's averaging four shots on goal per game. He's on pace for career-best 25 goals and 54 points. Uh, shooting at 17% roughly, so a bit high. Uh, possible that he takes a step back there. But center right-wing eligible. I like Dawson Mercer. Uh, John, our boy Jordan Eberle. 20% yep. rostered, four games, playing with Beneers and McCann and on power play one. Uh, he is on pace for 65 points this season, his best offensive output since 2013-2014. Uh, going, Moving on to defenseman here, Sean Dersey. Um, this is actually surprising. So 46 points and 10 goals. He's on pace for 46 points and 10 goals this year, and that's with Dowdy in the lineup. So he has been good uh, for the Los Angeles Kings. Sam Gerard, just with McCarr being out right now, he's getting uh, quite a bit of ice time. I think he's averaging around 24 minutes a game, uh, 10 points and one goal over his last 10. And then in terms of goaltenders, take a look at Antti Ranta or Laurent Brassois. Uh, Ranta, 44% rostered. He is 11-0-1 going back to December 1st. 
with a 2.23 goals against average and a 9.13 save percentage. Um, when he gets called upon and when he's healthy, he's pretty much automatic. Friday had a 4-0 victory over the Senators. That was his third shutout of the season. Um, Bressois, I included it in our notes here, but he had a, a goal of or a save of the year candidate. Um, oh, that was awesome. That was a nice <laughs> save he made there. Who, I can't remember who shot the puck, but anyway. Um, so he posted solid numbers in Winnipeg in 2020, 2021. Uh, fell off last year, and now through two or three games with the Golden Knights, he's posted a 9.25 save percentage and a 2.39 goals against average. So uh, give him a look. I Also, his underlying numbers, 9.41 even strike save percentage and an 8.57 PK save percentage. So uh, limited sample size, but the numbers do look good. And that's it for this week. Uh, Mike's not here to join us, and I haven't seen anything in terms of weekly rankings, so we're just going to uh, defer again this week. Um, but I think we, we ripped through the schedule and through the waiver wire targets pretty fast there, guys. So uh, anything else oh, yeah. we need to uh, to bitch about or, or cover before we uh, call it night? Tampa doesn't, Tampa doesn't have a pick until the sixth round this year. <laughs> no way. Like, gotcha. that... It's insane how much they gave up. That it's a draft pick for every goal that he has this year. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah, six. Sorry, Bruce. Sorry. No, go ahead. <laughs> Tyler said sixth round this year. Third they don't pick till the third round next year. In twenty twenty four. They have no prospects. Like, no prospects. Like literally they have no prospects. It's Maybe you got everybody the prospect list on cap friendly. It's like a wasteland. There is nobody there. <laughs> There's yeah. nothing there. It's worse than Maka Madula or whatever the hell it was. <laughs> I got traded today. Worse than that. That has to be the first time that's ever happened in the history of the league where a team doesn't pick until the sixth round. It has to be. It has to be. And they have really nobody to like move at the draft to even recoup any of those not really no like ross colton maybe Jeez, it's 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 crazy but you know what if you're if you're a fan of the tampa Bay lightning do you even care like you no, not at all and if you're a fan all. of edmonton you're like what are we doing here? i'm glad i'm glad no i'm glad that we didn't give that up yes for a yeah. guy who has five goals yes agreed Agreed. Like no, there's no way that anybody else was gonna pay that an undrafted forward with 152 games to his name, five picks and a prospect. Not a great prospect, and not all great picks, but no, it's it's pretty insane. That's a lot. Yeah, yeah. No, as an Oilers fan, I'm I'm glad we we didn't go that route. But I just sweet Jesus, do something, Kenny. Yeah, no, he has to absolutely do something. Do something. And the thing I don't like is there's not a a ton out there. Like, who are you going to pick up now at this point? So I think in the last couple weeks, uh, I know people are hoping, because there's always going to be one or two guys that nobody has talked about going up to the deadline with term left um, that you didn't even think were available somehow become available. I still don't like because of Edmonton's cap situation. I don't think you can really take on guys with years left. So your what's out there is pretty limited. 
unless you're moving players with term. And I mean, if you're playing short most nights, which Edmonton has been, yeah, it's probably not great to be giving up players with term. You can, so. and even a guy like Warren Fogle, who like everyone is saying, well, just get rid of Fogle now. Now he's actually producing the way you expected him to. Yeah, which is frustrating because it's a couple weeks before the deadline. Yeah. And you do nothing before that. Yeah. So it's it's kind of a so. piss off, right? You're kind of going, what the hell? But okay. Um, well, before we go on another tangent for half an hour here, um, probably a good time to cut it <laughs> off. We can we can chat more on on uh, hacks after hours, um, or or hacks after dark, whatever you want to call it. It's a paid subscription. It's a paid so. subscription. Yeah, yeah. So, so pay, yeah, get your credit card. Uh, make sure you pay that up. I'll give you the info yep. for that yep. after. And, of course, I, I did rip through the schedule and through our waiver wire targets really quickly. So if you want all the, the details for the fantasy preview for this week, make sure you go to fantasyhockeyhacks.com. It'll all be included there, along with all the news from the headlines. Uh, and then I, I included some tweets and some additional information if you want to take a look at that. So uh, make sure you follow us on Twitter at FHHacks and on Instagram at fantasyhockeyhacks. Um, and that is it. So... Guys, well, uh, it was fun. I, I, I honestly do love the 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 hour long conversations that sometimes don't even have that much to do with fantasy. So, um, sorry about that. Our, our, no, our, <laughs> <laughs> Tyler can make up for it. I was nice and quiet. That's okay. I, I am I am the hour long conversation. It's fantastic. <laughs> I, I mean, our fantastic. listeners awesome. maybe going like, "Where's the fantasy goods?" But you know what? Check the website if you want the specific details. Uh, otherwise, we're kind of here to entertain you. So don't pick up Jano. Don't pick up Jano. No fantasy <laughs> relevance whatsoever. No. No. Okay. Well, hopefully we'll see uh, we'll see you boys next Sunday night. Uh, talk soon. You bet. Hey, good night. Bye, Felicia. Oh God. He didn't get <laughs>